Welcome to Frasier, the Frasier Rewatch Podcast. My name is Adrian Lara. I co-host this show with Greg Catapodi, who is a huge fan of Frasier. This guy's seen every episode multiple times, while me, on the other hand, am a newbie. I'm a relatively unfamiliar with Frasier. I knew of it, but never really got into it. So I'm seeing every episode for the first time. Let's do this. I'm Greg Catapodi, this is Adrian Lara, and you're listening to Frasier, the Frasier Rewatch Podcast. This is Season 1, Episode 2, Space Quest, which to me makes me feel like this should be some sort of sci-fi. It sounds an awful lot like the title Galaxy Quest, that Tim Allen Star Trek. Who can, who can forget the, the, the sci-fi vehicle of the late 90s for Tim Allen? <laughs> I think that's what the the viewers, the listeners that that listen to this show, that's what they're coming here for, for those deep, deep references from the early 90s. (laughs) But you're really here for Frasier. So we're following episode one, where just as a little recap, uh, I found it much more dark than I remember. Suicide jokes. The show ended on a suicide joke. Right. So that's not us, I guess, is my defense. So we're going to see... Do things brighten for Frasier? Does the tone shift? So here's what happens on this episode. A person calls in, says they're having some issue with spaces. They said they get freaked out whenever they're in the mall, they're in the public. And Frasier corrects this person and says, Well, caller, the topic of today's theme is intrusion. (laughs) These people, these callers are just getting in his way. They're just, they're just annoying him. It's like his engineer, Roz, is just feeding him. Yeah, next we have Danny from the Upper West Side of Seattle. And Frazier's like, oh, great. I guess I got to take this. This again. Ugh. Why do we keep giving out my number? <laughs> he does not seem to be good at his job. Oh, this is the best part. He tells the caller, we're going to give you a number of a qualified professional. The implication being that Frazier is not qualified to handle this guy's phone call or even attempt to help him. It makes you wonder, why is Frazier even having this show? Why is he even opening himself up to the possibility of attempting to help someone? Look, the Frazier can only do so much in the Frazier. Is, is that a thing? The Frazier? Yes, the Frazier can only do so much. It's a limited amount of time. There are so many psychos in the world. He is blessing a fallen world with his advice. You know, one could make an argument, and again, granted, I am only two episodes in. One could argue that Frazier is not qualified to help anyone. Again, that's that's a low cut, Adrian. <laughs> Well, we'll see. Maybe, maybe, you know what? Maybe on the third episode, that's where he starts doing his job. But here's the thing. The agoraphobia thing, that's a longer term problem. What sort of maniac calls in to a radio show when they have not left the house in eight months? Okay. This show that, seems to really come down on like poor people. Someone who can't go out in public, maybe they can't afford. I'm assuming the callers in are lower income. They're middle class at best. They're blue collar, and he's just trying to get some help. Look, the best way he's reaching out. Bernie didn't win, Adrian. Okay, <laughs> this yeah. is the society we are dealing with. Mm-hmm. Poor people suffer. 
Radio call-in shows are <laughs> our answer to Medicaid and Medicare expansion, all right? Yeah. This guy's just being resourceful. He's just trying to get some help, and then Frazier's like, oh, I don't have time to deal with you. You got serious issues. Let me give you the number of a qualified person. I bet you that number doesn't... <laughs> just <laughs> they give him a number. It was only like six digits long. It's not even a real phone number. Goes straight. It's disconnected. Or, or it's, uh, just a, an answering machine message with Fraser. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, like, hey. listener. You were far too irritating to deal with on the live show. I just <laughs> thought I ought to let you know that. Goodbye. <laughs> He's like, yeah. You were far too oh, annoying like a, to be to be helped on like the a, live call, but we're going to give you the number. This is a message to another phone number, and that number is one eight hundred. Go fuck yourself. I've constructed a series of clues that may allow you to find actual assistance. Please call the following number based off of this clue: the the hair, though fast, <laughs> is lacking a hat. We open with uh, Fraser. Spitting fire at a a hellish world that he's now awakened in. He looks terrible at the beginning of this episode. So it it's it opens up in a sort of recap scenario. He looks miserable. He looks like he's been drinking all night. I mean, I'm sure he looked that grumpy and awful because he was up all night buying first editions or something. You try to impinge his morality by saying he was drinking. He was just on a book bender. Okay, I've looked like that. <laughs> After being out all night at a half price books, <laughs> yeah, he's been he's been up all night purchasing books. That's what he's been doing. Well, that was the crux of the episode was he was trying to find somewhere to read his psychiatry book. That was such a weird scene when he lays the book down on the on the bed or on the pillow on the couch. <laughs> I don't know why I said bed. Like he's going to make love to this. Yes, book. he's going to mind. <laughs> With his mind. Everyone has his their rituals. Like, you know, lots of people have rituals. Uh, the son, son of Sam, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. Normal people do weird things to books, okay? It's, it's fine. <laughs> okay, so his world is turned upside down because he's got these new inhabitants. And so it's a constant mesh. Okay, we start off with the coffee. This was when Starbucks was completely unknown. So it was the height of taste to have premium Ethiopian Starbucks coffee, which his father then sullied with allspice and eggshells. So here's the thing: is like throughout this episode, uh, Fraser is just a jerk, just like he was in the first episode. The first moment early on, he's getting mad at Daphne. He's getting mad at his dad for in for getting into his space. Right. Okay, we get it. He's a little grumpy. Well, intrusion. Fraser is laying down the law. You got to set boundaries. He has this moment where he's looking for his newspaper and he's upset. He thinks that his neighbor, some elderly woman, I imagine, Mrs. Miss, Miss Hapsburg. Miss Hapsburg. He just starts yelling, Mrs. Hapsburg! Oh, oh, there it is. Adrian, who has not almost attacked an old woman for stealing their <laughs> newspaper? Who has not broken their hand? It's already established that Fraser is a reader. Okay, that's what he cares about. I get it. There are so many elements throughout these first two episodes where he's just an unlikable character. He's surrounded by likable people. The dad, Daphne, Roz even. But that's amazing to me how unlikable this character is. I, I don't know how you could be more wrong, Adrian, really. He's very relatable. You know, who doesn't have their, their book sex ritual? Who hasn't <laughs> attacked an old woman for stealing their newspaper? Uh-huh. Who hasn't thrown scalding coffee at their at their housekeeper? 
Yeah, phrase. This is the phrase, right? right? You just got to get used to. It. Yeah, like it's it's like one of those things, you know. The way you're describing Fraser, it kind of reminds me of like you just got to give it a chance, right? You know, it's You'll like get, you got to get used to him. You yeah. Know? All right. Well, let's see. Maybe he'll become more likable as the show goes on. Right, right now, I'm not digging this guy. So the psychic joke. Is she has one moment where she's psychic? It seems like the the that gag got old pretty fast. All right. They first day in the writers' room, guys. We're gonna have a psychic character. It's gonna be very funny. We're we're gonna get a lot of uh, mileage out of this. And then episode two, she sees a, a rant coming. I guess she's like, "You're about to go. You're about to go on a rant, are you?" Yes. I forgot your psychic. psychic. <laughs> I forgot your psychic. Yeah. So that's the only mention of her psychic of her abilities, and maybe the last. Eddie, insufferable. You don't like Eddie? Who? Why would who would who would love their parents' dog? All the characters, as I said before, are likable. Even Eddie, by just staring at Fraser. So he's a scene. Eddie staring at Fraser like anyone would, and Eddie like follows him around. Just look. Eddie's just trying to make a friend, right? It's he, like, hey, hey, buddy. You know, I'm a dog. You're a guy. You, you can just pet me. Yeah, you got yeah. two hands. They're not using them. Give me, right. give me a little pet. And, and Fraser's like, I'm wearing a suit. You <laughs> smell like a mop. I'm an important therapist. <laughs> I'm very busy right now. I have to get to work and not help people with their problems. <laughs> Don't you see? I'm an important person. I go to the opera. <laughs> I, am, I am very important, and I go down to the opera. <laughs> I go down to the opera. opera. Yes, to sing. <laughs> oh, I would love that if you just started singing. Is there a musical episode? Oh, I hope there's a musical episode. You'll have to see. Oh, man, that would be awesome a little wink here's the structure though i've noticed right here's someone being nice right the dog would be nice trying to be a friend mm-hmm. daffy's trying to be nice making him some coffee with the eggshells or the dad people are trying to be nice to him and he just f you i'm fraser i'm mean i'm upset my wife left me i haven't <laughs> seen my kid which i'm pretty sure was my decision but yeah that's the whole thing it seems like everyone's being nice everyone's being cool mm-hmm. fraser's a stick in the mud Again, it's his house, okay? He could be... Uh, it's his he, house, it's his show, everyone's his in his sh- world. Right, everyone is... It's <laughs> Frasier's world, we just live in it, baby, okay? <laughs> By that logic, Frasier should just turn to the camera, look directly at us, the viewers, and be like, Stop watching me! <laughs> right. Is that what I am, a joke to you for your amusement? <laughs> it's, he's just in, in some... I mean, maybe he's dead. He's in the he's in Truman show hell... Where he's been selfish his entire life. Wow. Right. That would and, make sense. And this is his punishment. To just be selfish. The only way he could move on to, to heaven or to the great beyond, mm-hmm. whatever it is, out of purgatory, for him to be nice. Mm. Based on these two episodes, <laughs> that is not going to happen. This show is going to run to eternity. Look, if you just let people walk all over you, if you don't get frustrated with people, you're going to get taken advantage of. Yeah. And he's laying down the law with his family member, subliterate maid, and the dog. Yeah, a lot less jokes about her being dumb right this time she had a little very limited screen time i feel she was just jokes just right. jokes she had a, she had a couple dick jokes mm-hmm. early on all right Let, should we we should talk about those well right. in a show where the comedy is in theory supposed to be highbrow we've got this highbrow character mm-hmm. and still a little room for some dick jokes which is great <laughs> daphne if i want to walk around with my dick hanging out in my own condo <laughs> i'm at liberty to do it it is my right. It's my condo. If you want to make a joke about a hedgehog and groundhog's days, that is up to you. <laughs> so time for dick jokes, which that that's good. That makes it appeal broader audience. Right. I get it. Uh-huh. It's like, what rich man doesn't walk around exposing himself to his maid? To if, his father. To his father. <laughs> to, to his the, father's dog. To his father's dog. 
I mean, really, we've seen the news. Frazier's like any other guy. <laughs> yeah, Frazier. <laughs> what wow. entertainer hasn't <laughs> exposed himself at this point? He's just just fitting in. He's just another guy. This is how he's fitting in right. to to America. To he's like, hey, he, I'm just. I'm just like every other guy. I expose myself. I am inappropriate <laughs> with women. That is how it is done. Look, this is how we get the commoners. Me walking around with my bathrobe open—that's a compliment, okay? Yeah. Don't. And does Daphne ever say thank you? No, she does not. <laughs> I guess I'll just have to do this again. Eventually, she'll get the point. Uh, mm. Mm, that's good. good I stuff. hope that stays in. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> All right. Uh, how about this? Good at it is Frazier good at his job? We keep coming around to this. You say he is. I say he is not. His brother, Niles, even in the world of Frazier, in this purgatory that is Frazier, we've had two instances previously on the first episode. Ross gives him detailed things that he can do better, things that he failed at on his show. This episode, Frazier says, Niles, you are a great brother, and you are a great psychiatrist. Niles says, well, Frazier, you are a great brother. That's the joke, what that a, he does not compliment his therapy skills. What a, what a little dingus. What a little bitch. <laughs> he can't just, he has to snipe. He can't just come out and say, Frazier, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to slap you in the face with my little limp hand. We are having a duel because I'm better than you. He has to make some backhanded zinger. So the impression I get from watching it is that Niles is the higher status professionally. Right. So he has to give some shit to his brother. Right. Who's the lower status character in this situation. He's over here doing terrestrial radio. Right. <laughs> Even before Satellite came out, Niles knew. This <laughs> Ahead is of the curve, Niles. Ahead of the curve. No, he knew to have a low opinion of Satellite. Who listens to Satellite anymore? Poor people. <laughs> <laughs> let's, get to, let's move on to Bulldog. 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 He is every shock jock sportscaster that's ever existed, I think. Yeah, he came in. Lots of energy. Like, lots of energy, lots of gongs, uh, yeah, lots of percussion gong. instruments. Don't they have effects? Isn't that what the technician does? They have their sound effects. But he's got actual this instruments. Is, this is Seattle, man. He has a cowbell. You can't use effects. That's... You don't get the heart of the instrument, man. Yeah, it doesn't resonate as much. But like, like this guy, this character is really unstable. Right. Bulldog comes in and he goes from zero to ten because of he loses some tape, cassette tapes. He's missing. Right. He's like, "Where's my cassette tape?" Just goes right. from zero to ten. That reminds me of uh, like like an Al Pacino sort of anger. Totally. Yeah. He goes from zero to ten. Can you imagine if Al Pacino right. was in this show? How awesome would that That'd be? be good. He'd just be running in there. He's like, "Give me what you got." <laughs> Give me what you got! <laughs> I'm blind, Roz. I'm blind. Guide me into the board. Guide me into the board. I want him to do my show again. Hoo-ha! <laughs> just like, like yeah, Al Pacino had a, had a uh, call-in show. Just be like, uh, he's like, yeah, we've got to go. We've got uh, Lisa from Seattle <laughs> calling in. Oh, it's a sports show, right? Is that what it's a little bit? Go, see. <laughs> yeah, he's like, uh, that offensive line needs to stop it up! <laughs> Hey, Al, uh, long time, first time. Uh, who do you like for the Stanley Cup? Uh, well, I think that the Stanley Cup, we got a good chance here in Seattle. <laughs> we need one more game, and we're in the playoffs, baby. Like, like I wonder if Al Pacino watches this this uh, this show for you. So he's like, this bulldog, he's doing my act. 
ripping me off. Ripping me off. <laughs> Imagine him. He's, he's watching it in, uh, it's a pitch black room, and it's just him and the TV, and he has a little thing of whiskey, and Bulldog walks in, and he just crushes the, ga- the glass, <laughs> and blood, uh, like, ah, Briscoe, you son of a bitch, you stole my bit, ah! Uh, I'm gonna need a band-aid! <laughs> <laughs> Roz. So Fraser enters in with Roz and catches her in a moment having a very sexy call with an individual. Uh, like the sex was great. I can't date him anymore. You know, she's going into these details. It's very vague. It's revealed that it's her mom. She's talking about sex a non-explicit way. She's like, we had sex. But it, it, it shows the contrast between Fraser. Fraser even comments like, I can never have a conversation like that with my. You're talking to your mom? You guys are so close. I wish me and my dad were that close. <laughs> but like Roz is having with her mom about sex. It's so broad. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine like Frazier or any father and son right. having that conversation? Uh, uh, father, I have had intercourse tonight. <laughs> ah, geez. It was twice, you know. <laughs> and you know what? She didn't come at all. It's all about the phrase. <laughs> I would love it if that's that's if there's a sex scene where <laughs> instead of like the classic scene where he just finishes like ah, you just got freezed, <laughs> you just got freezed. We're on the same wavelength. That's his uh, very happy for that. His, his money shot. Yeah, <laughs> you just got freezed. Freezed, father. I just had really, <laughs> father. I just had relations. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Hello, Father? Yes, son. I just had relations. Ah, oh, jeez. Yeah, the father doesn't want to hear <laughs> about it at all. But you know what? I could see Fraser having this conversation with his dad, because his dad's at an age that's probably been a very long time. Who knows? I don't know if Viagra was around back then. Maybe, maybe not. But wouldn't that conversation be, Father, I just made love. The father would be like, it's been 20 years. That's <laughs> why he went out, Al Pacino. <laughs> it's been 20 years. My balls don't work no more. I've eaten raw onions. That does nothing. <laughs> I've got blue balls. <laughs> Hoo-ah. Hoo-ah. We would be remiss if we did not reference another suicide joke. Again, when we're being dark, it's not because we want to. It's because it's the nature of the show. This is the subject matter we are dealing with. Right. Frazier has a heart-to-heart with his father, trying to have a conversation. Just have words. Have a deep and meaningful conversation. Frazier says, let's share some things with each other. I go first. And Frazier comes out guns blazing. Here's something that you never knew about me. It wasn't something something simple like, I listen to alt-rock occasionally. <laughs> Did you hear? That'd be a great product placement. Right. Like, have you heard of this Kurt Cobain? Just that's <laughs> We keep coming back to this Kurt Cobain. Sometimes I have pimento cheese sandwiches. Yeah, something, a little thing. Just start out. Let's start out. Let's build. No, Frazier comes right out the gates. I thought about killing myself. I think he says he literally stepped on the right. ledge. It was not a thought. It was not like ideation. It no, is- he chickened out. He was on the ledge of a building and thought of his son, which, by the way, I keep forgetting he has a son. He does, too, to be honest. He didn't think <laughs> yeah. of his son. He, yeah, he, he forgot thought, the other- what, what will the world miss without Frazier here? <laughs> his own ego. Yeah, right. absolutely. He, plays- like- he thought about moving to Seattle. 
and creating his own radio call-in <laughs> show. <laughs> and that, listener, is how you can fix your life. If you're suicidal, just move across the country, walk right into a major market radio station and say, hey, I'd like to do the Dr. Fraser Crane show. The person that works there is like, uh, yeah, we're not hiring. And the Fraser with his textbook therapy. Well, sir, have you thought about killing yourself? Because I've got a story for you. That's a callback to the episode one. Right. Have you heard of Lupe Velez? <laughs> Lupe Velez. <laughs> Two episodes in, we've had at least. It is diminishing. Just like It's like the psychic joke right. with Daphne. Like, oh, geez, we got to get these suicide jokes out of here. <laughs> yeah, we got to get. We're, we're lessening the suicide, <laughs> which I think will make it a more lighthearted show. We got to appeal to a bigger market. I get it the last thing i noticed was in the like stinger or the credits whatever you call him he's now in some sort of book dungeon yeah. finally found his solitude and it looks like a prison which feeds into your theory of the purgatory right it's his truman show hell his only place of respite and rest is the basement where he is he's locked up in a cell of his own making and design so two we're two episodes in or i'm two episodes in mm-hmm there seems to be these dark elements. I mean, it's a dark concept. He's without his family or he's divorced. The kid's in another town. His father's, you know, at a stage in his life where he can no longer care for himself. There's these dark elements. Mm-hmm. So they're going to come in, but they keep finding a way to make Frasier to outdark these people, mm-hmm. dark these elements. <laughs> Oh, you can't stand anymore? Well, guess what? I thought about killing myself. You just got phrased. You got phrased. Niles oh. enters in to the <laughs> coffee shop. This threw me right. for a loop. This Niles is the craziest thing. It's like a friggin' godfather of Seattle. Like, he walks into this coffee shop, does not approach the counter, just yells as if he owns the joint. Something in Italian. Like, yeah, give me a little espresso. The barista looks over at Niles as if, and I wonder... If there's a behind the scenes, I wonder if they cut it out of line because it looked like there was going to be a joke there. Because there was a moment where the barista looked a little confused where you feel like the barista should have said, like, uh, go fuck yourself right. or you got to come up to the counter to order, hey, sir. Hey, hey man, uh, we please, uh, there are other customers here. Yeah, there's a line here, there's buddy. A- Primo espresso, por favore. Yeah, that would have been something, I don't even think he said please. He just kind of demanded like- it. Outright. Espresso. Like, the tone was as if he snapped his fingers, you right. know, like, chop, chop. I mean, the only time where it's okay to yell at someone. I, okay, there are three times. Okay. You're a literal godfather. You own the restaurant. Yep. That would be two. Uh, three, I've only been yelled at in restaurants by people. In the, It's the most unwelcome thing I ever experience is when I walk into, like, a Japanese place or some restaurant where the thing is, they all go, "Hey, welcome to our restaurant. Hey, how you doing?" I'm like, uh, eh, "Please, I'm just, I'm just here for a burrito." Yeah, well, it could be kind of endearing, you would think. Call back to the show that re- this references. Mm. Cheers, like, "Hey, hey. Norm," you know, like that could be kind of nice. Like, I, I won't lie. If I'm ever a regular, I, I want to never come back. <laughs> I want to burn down the restaurant. Yeah, I that might be, be not not be a good thing if you were recognized <laughs> every time you walked into Burger King. Like, hey, <laughs> hey, 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 hey Whopper hey, with cheese. They hey. don't even know your name. <laughs> Here goes the Whopper with cheese guy. But this Niles goes into this coffee shop and just orders. Like that's never been a thing. Like, does he do that? Does he do that at every restaurant he goes to? Every coffee shop, every bookstore? Does he walk into? Jamba. He works to a Jamba Juice. Yeah, right. give me a strawberry squeeze. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, Garcon, your uh, finest uh, low-sugar orange Julius walks into, like, a, a men's clothing store and, like, Hey, uh, a tailor, 
Give me a double-breasted suit. <laughs> That's the weirdest part. There's clearly people that are there waiting mm-hmm. and in front of him. Just... These spear carriers, the extras are like, oh, God, this guy again. Yeah. <laughs> I just I just want a latte. Yeah. Why? Why do we live in Fraser's world? Because uh, back to the hell thing, there's being at your own personal hell, but what if you're, you're extras in someone else's hell? Like there Ooh. are sub-punishments. That's you a know, good hell, yeah. Because you could, your punishment is you sit in Cafe Nervosa while Niles Crane walks in and orders his fucking latte 63 times. Wow. That's dark. That's dark, dude. Hell, you're living in the Fraser world. You're an extra on the show, and they just keep visiting right. this coffee shop. So Fraser isn't in hell. You are in hell with Fraser. okay? Yeah. He is the devil in this yeah, situation. Yeah, you're one of the extras, and so each time you only exist... When Frazier and Niles enter. Just, <laughs> just screaming. Yeah, just screaming nonstop. You can't turn it off. It just comes in. They exit and then they re-enter. Mm. Wow. Well, this is, I have been Greg Catapote. <laughs> uh, this is a perfect ending. This has been uh, Adrian Lara. And this has been Frazier. Thanks for listening. Hey, listeners. Did you know that starting with episode three, we offer premium episodes on Patreon? What? Are you telling me, Adrian, that I can get twice the comedy by going to Patreon and signing up for the Prazier Premium Service? Yes, I am, Adrian. You're a genius. Thanks, Adrian. So guys, stop wasting time. Just click the link in the description below to sign up for our premium episodes. Do it.